from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to your Red Friday edition of Locked On Chiefs. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or just overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is there to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. The Chiefs got through week one, and week two is going to be an even bigger hurdle, and Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through that day and any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. We're going to have an interesting show for you today. We're going to go through. What we think the prediction will be, you got to wait till the end of the show for that one, folks. Um, so leave your, your five-star review if you're impatient on that. We're going to have goals to go for you, and we're going to have key matchups. I'm your host, RGR Football, and the founder of Rogue Analytics. My name's Ryan Tracy. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. And we do appreciate all of those new iTunes reviews. We were sitting on iTunes review 666 until earlier today when I looked in it. We got another one. So appreciate those. Keep Thank them you. coming in. Yeah, get off that number. Thank you. <laughs> Very much so. When we look at this game coming up, there are, several, there are several different injury reports that we need to get into. I just want to make a quick shout out. Happy birthday to Patrick Mahomes, whose birthday was yesterday. Turned the big 25. He can now go rent a car. Well done, Patrick. <laughs> you know. The only reason I bring that up is... How crazy is it? He is an MVP. He has won the Super Bowl, and he's been a Super Bowl MVP. And he just now turned 25. He owned a baseball franchise before he could rent a car. That's true. <laughs> and he signed a $500 million contract before he could rent a car. Oh, yeah, there's that. Why rent when you can just buy one in every town you go to? There you go. <laughs> Pretty much. But we digress. Looking at injuries, uh, Kansas City didn't have any changes in their injury report. Same three guys didn't practice. Uh, you know, Colin Saunders isn't going to play this week. We know that. Shavarius Ward, I think, is, is, could play this week. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't. Uh, and Alex Okafor with a hamstring, I'm guessing he doesn't play this week with not practicing at all today. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. And the Saunders thing, the fact that he hasn't gone IR, I think that kind of Gives you an idea of what the carousel is going to be. Um, Andy Reid was a little sheepish about it, that they're playing that by ear and they're just going to see what happens. With the protection of Hoyt, I think that gives you a little bit more wiggle room as well as being able to kind of play with the roster in terms of uh, what they're going to face. Maybe they're not as concerned about the interior tackle position. I mean, there are a lot of things going on. Absolutely. And one of the things that's actually going to help the interior tackle position is no Marquise Pouncey for the Chargers. Uh, he is going on IR and having hip surgery. So he is definitely out this week. And that's kind of what made me think, oh, hey, maybe they're not as concerned about a um, a block eating type defensive tackle. I was really impressed with Deshaun Warden. You guys saw that he was part of that 173 snaps the rookies played in week one. Um, and I have to be very encouraged about where he's at. And without Pouncey, I think maybe allows you to play somebody that's a little bit lighter than their other tackles and that kind of thing and still feel comfortable. Yeah, and I think that what you could be looking at, and, and we kind of talked about this before we came on the air, but I think what you could be looking at is they're looking at it and saying, hey, we can bring up Hoyt if we need to on the game day and not have to use a roster spot. And maybe they're going to bring somebody else up for this one game. 
uh, or maybe for the next couple of weeks, and they can move and use Pinnell uh, coming back with the IR move that will happen next week if they don't make it before then. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Um, that is a big injury for the Chargers. The Chiefs seem to have been you know, slightly dodging them. Like we said with Saunders, we don't know what the extent is going to be. But Ward, we don't have a solid answer on either. Uh, it is kind of bad that Saunders was friendly fire. Yeah. I didn't realize that during the game. Yeah, but I mean, it, I still see it as kind of a freak thing. You get rolled up on by a lot of guys every oh, week. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's, eh, it's going to be what it is. I think the bigger thing right now is whether they actually get to play uh, Traverius Ward or not. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. And that's going to be a big thing. And we are going to talk about matchups here in a little bit later in the show, but uh, that is going to be a big thing for Kansas City and a big thing really for the other side of the ball too uh, when we start talking about the Chargers defense. Yeah, and that defense is <laughs> it's falling apart. When we get back, we're going to get into some of the matchups that are going to key up on that defense, and then we'll get into where we think they need to go. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities, whether they're our corner stores or the coffee shops or your favorite spots to go day in, day out. Local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by name always giving back, making a difference, and going the extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor, whether you're going to Minsky's to get your favorite pizza or you're going to Kansas City Joe's and getting your favorite Z-Man sandwich uh, as barbecue. Uh, You know, there's lots of different things that we spend our money on, but be sure to shop local. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. Week two, already. It seems like it was only 16 days ago that it was a game that I never got to see on All-22. And um, yeah, so (laughs) picking up the pieces Wait, I thought we were still in March. I know, right? Getting ready for uh, the first divisional game. Um, And a lot of folks, until the the season began, had this Chargers team as the one that was really going to push the Chiefs. I personally didn't because I'm just not sure of the quarterback play at the end of the day. And now we've seen, we talked about Mike Pouncey in the first segment, but we've seen the injury bug come back. It just seems to really affect this roster every year. Yeah, it does. And you have to wonder what they're going to be able to do about that going forward because it doesn't seem like that changes. You would think that it would be if it was a training thing that they would have already taken care of that. Uh, But they just don't seem to have very good luck when it comes to injuries. And you have to wonder if it's maybe a scouting thing uh, that they need to work on with their training staff in that regard. I don't know what it is, but they have so many injuries every single year. Uh, And, you know, if you see some of your favorite players going to the Chargers, good luck with them having good and full careers because it just doesn't seem to work that way. It really does. Mike Pouncey was better before he went to Los Angeles. I I can't remember being heavily injured until he went to Los Angeles. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know if it's in the water or what the deal is, but, man, it's it's. It's different, um, and and obviously, I, I mean, I wish I had something more intelligent to say about it, but uh, Derwin James, again, that's a big loss. Uh, Huge. Now somebody on the offensive side, the guy who's going to help either Tyrod Taylor or the rookie eventually try to, t- to manage and move this offense, that's a problem for them. And, you know, 
when we start looking about who those key matchups are, that's going to be one of them is who is Derek Naughty and Chris Jones going to attack there in the middle? I'm not sure I even know yet. Do you have a feel for it? I don't. And, you know, the bigger thing for me isn't necessarily who they're going to be attacking near as much as whoever it is is going to be overmatched by Chris Jones. Uh, and honestly, they're probably going to be overmatched by Derek Naughty at times as well. Uh, both of those guys have a lot of strength and a lot of different moves that they can throw at people. And obviously, it's not just about getting after the quarterback. That's a big thing for Chris Jones, though he's done a lot better against the run, I think, over the past couple of games that he's played than we really have given him credit for at times. Uh, you know, you start looking at what it's going to mean for this matchup, and they have to be stout. At, they have to be stout in the middle of their offensive line if they're going to have a, can- a chance against Kansas City Chiefs because they've got to give Tyrod Taylor time to get the ball out and their running backs a chance to run. And if you can't do anything in the middle of the field, you're screwed from the get-go. Yeah, and when I look at the snaps from week one, it looks like it was Dan Feeney that went to center um, and and started for them. Uh, Forrest Lamp, another young guard. Uh, Feeney had been a guard before. Coming off an injury. Right, right. Lamp had a solid game at left, but it was their right guard. Uh, Tyree St. Louis is the guy that played for them last week that uh, graded out the worst, according to PFF, and and from a couple of highlights that I saw, looked like he was struggling a little bit. So, I mean, I think that's kind of perfect for Derek Nottie's matchup in, in playing that one shade over there in between the center and the right guard. Um, if he can just kind of let loose, I think he's going to be able to disrupt some things that we saw from from Josh Kelly in particular, but from their run j- game in general. Yeah, he definitely could. And, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that game and watch how they play that specific matchup because I do think Kansas City has a advantage there on the defensive line uh, versus their offensive line. Uh, Trey, Turner, Trey Turner, I apologize, did practice in full, so it looks like he's probably going to be coming back. Uh, and you would think that it's, that is going to be um, you know, a good thing for their offensive line, so it's possible he's going to step in and, and be one of those guards. Uh, so that could definitely help them as well. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be interesting because they clearly, they didn't make much hay over on the right side uh, in week one. Uh, Eckler really hit his yards on the ground on the, the far outside. Uh, and Kelly was there between uh, the a gap and the B gap on the left-hand side too. So you can see how the chiefs might be tempted. And and what I think they're going to look at that matchup is trying to overpower uh, that B gap and really penetrate through there, whether it's, uh, you know, linebacker blitzes, uh, just simple stunts. I, I think you want to go more overload than you do twist there. Absolutely. And I think that they will figure out what they're going to do is specifically, you know, the one thing I like about divisional games is you already have a pretty good idea of, of what you can take advantage of it, regardless of before you really get into the game film. And now they're going to have a situation where they're not really going to know who's going to be playing where because uh, you have injuries that you're dealing with. So you, you've you got to figure out what you're going to do and be sound in that regard. And I do think that it's, uh, you know, this defensive line matches up very well against them. The one thing when you start talking about matchups that I want to talk about real quick, I want to shift to the cornerback group for the Chargers because I think that's a huge matchup going into this game against the wide receivers for the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, it is every time, right? And yes, you did great. You You picked up Chris Harris rock chalk and all that, but he's one guy out of that defense that is now missing. I think the glue that kept him together in Derwin James. Do you think that they have enough talent there to keep up is my question. 
Well, and see, that's really where I wanted to go with this. I think their corner group is one of the best in the in the NFL, at least the top two. Between Chris Harris Jr. and Casey Hayward, I think they have probably one of the best corner tandems in the NFL. Uh, I'm not going to say they're their best, but I think they're easily top five. Um, you know, normally I would agree with you, but when you look at what they did last week, Casey Hayward is the guy who gave up the most yardage. And that's yeah. kind of like atypical for him. So I don't know if that was a one-game thing, but I just wanted to point that out. And I, and I don't disagree with that, but I am still looking at past performance, I guess. I'm not going to base it off of one week in a, in a season where you haven't had any kind of preseason games to really determine and get into you know play shape and, and ready to play football. So uh, I think he's still I think it's still one of the best groups. Uh, we will see if that plays out on Sunday and if that plays out the rest of the year. I mean, maybe when we come back and they play him again, they're not. But I, I'm not going to look at one game and say that. Yeah, and that's fair. I th- think the number one matchup that's going to come down to this in the entire game is going to be Mitch Schwartz, who struggled more so than he- we are used to seeing him in week one. And now he's got Ingram and Bosa, who have given him a little bit of trouble in the past. Yeah. And he and Bosa did practice limited uh, on Thursday, so that's going to be more of a thing. Uh, he is going to be coming in. He's going to be a little bit injured. He's not going to be full strength, so... Uh, I think that could really affect things. The bigger question, you know, I think Schwartz could be a big question, but Fisher struggled as well. Uh, And Fisher struggled last week. So you have to wonder if that's going to be something that's going to continue or if he's going to be able to pick his play back up from where it normally was. Yeah, I'm with you. And I I think that's something that is going to have to be seen. Hopefully, I mean, knowing those two guys, uh, they've been in the film room. They've dug through what they did wrong. And I think they're going to have – a pretty good response to that. I, I tend to think that that was a lot of rust. That was first game action kind of thing when you haven't played any snaps in the preseason. Yep, definitely could be. And that's another reason this is going to be so hard until we get into week four, five, six, uh, when the players have had you know a couple of weeks to shake some rust off. So on the other side, who who interests you? What's what's a matchup you like or dislike uh, when the Chiefs are, are looking at some of their pass catchers or something like that? You know, are are we talking Chiefs defense or Chiefs offense? Chiefs defense and the weapons that the Chargers have. Yeah, I, honestly, corner is going to be a big one. And I think you, you really can't get away from that on either side of the ball because, you know, as we already talked about, the Chargers corners versus the Chiefs, that's going to have the Chargers give, have a chance to stay in the game. If they don't do well, they're not going to stay in this game. They're just That's the reality of it. But when you start looking at the Chiefs corners versus the Chargers, wide receivers, the bigger question to me, yeah, that's going to be, you know, that heavily favors the Chargers, in my opinion, between Williams and Allen, who I think are both pretty good wide receivers, although Keenan Allen, I think, is one of maybe the top 15 wide receivers in the NFL. I'm not going to go top 10, but he's close. I think he's really good. Uh, But what it really comes down to for me isn't necessarily the wide receivers near as much as it comes down to the QB. Is he going to make the right decisions? There's a reason Tyrod Taylor hasn't been a starter until this year. Is he going to make the right decisions? Can he, t- can he take advantage of young corners? Yeah, and that's that's something we saw last year. He he beat up Rashad Fenton pretty good last season. Uh, there's got to be a bounce back there. And then obviously the status of, of Ward is going to be key because they will move Williams around. I feel like Williams is somebody that Jerry Sneed's going to have a, a easier time defending because it plays into what Jerry's wants to do. He's physical and he's got speed and he can leap, but it's it's the severe route running 
of Kendall, uh, I'm sorry, of Allen that I think is really the, the bigger challenge for both Fenton and Sneed. So um, you're going to have to do something about that. I'm sure we'll cover that when we get into the uh, the goals to go. But the other guy that I do want to mention real quick, do you think that there's anything to the concept here of without Pouncey that they want to run the ball because of what the Chiefs kind of showed last week and, and again, not being able to really stop the run that effectively? I mean, anytime you can try to run the ball and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field and, and really swing the time of possessions, I know people hate talking about that, but that can give you a chance in any game. Um, it's not going to help you. I will say this. It doesn't help you much as much against the Chiefs as it would some normal teams, some other normal teams, because Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes things and will take advantage of very little time on the clock regardless. So he doesn't seem to care about that, and it doesn't seem to affect him near as much as it affects other teams at times, especially with the weapons he has around him. So I get it if they want to try to run the ball, uh, and I, it wouldn't shock me if they want to go that direction, especially with Kansas City missing Saunders and Pinnell this week. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. But if they're missing Ward, I don't know why you wouldn't want to try to come out and throw the ball. If you if you really truly believe that Tyrod Taylor can take you to a win, I think that's the direction you'd want to go. Yeah, and I think Anthony Lynn is is – Probably more comfortable than that now than he was a couple of years ago. So we're just going to have to see. And it's going to come down to what they set their game plan goals as. And folks, we're going to give you our game plan goals, four of them, coming up when we get back. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with the condensed game format. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout starts from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football that you can handle all in one place. The NFL Game Pass is the only place that you can replay every single game all season long. You also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephen Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. So I have to say, there are a number of ways to go here. And we we talked some about wide receivers of uh, Los Angeles against the Chiefs corners. But I want to point out something else out because I think this has to be a, a pretty good goal combined with the Chiefs got a lot of pressure last week. If they can do that again, I think that will offset some of the corner discrepancies. But here's the thing. Any quarterback that's under pressure, any quarterback that is under duress, his best friend is the tight end. And the Chiefs linebackers did not put in the best effort last week. Jordan Aikens of all tight ends scored on them deep. It's It really is setting up Hunter Henry to have an opportunity to make a difference in this game. So one of the keys for me is goal number one has to be stop the tight end in the passing game and then let the rest of your, you know, athletic defensive backs kind of work together to stop the rest of the pass game. I can't say I disagree with that. The question I have and and what I think the difference is between the Houston offense and the Chargers offense is Deshaun Watson's going to make you pay with just about anybody that he has on the field. I think he's a good enough quarterback to prove that. Tyrod Taylor, I don't know the can be that guy. Do they have a better tight end than the Texans? Absolutely. Hunter Henry is a good tight end. I think he uh, could really have a great year if he could stay healthy. Uh, and if Hunter, if he can get the ball, the question I have when it comes to that is, 
Um, is that really the direction they're going to want to go? I mean, yeah, you can maybe have some success against these linebackers, but uh, I think that Kansas City would adjust and take Hunter Henry away if that's what they were getting beat with. Um, but I agree with you. I understand why you would say that would be one of the goals to go. For me, I think one of the goals to go for Kansas City is going to be, you know, trying to figure out how to shut down their wide receivers just because I don't think they're going to try to run the ball as much as maybe that we think that they could have uh, a couple of games ago or, you know, before the season started when they had Pouncey. I, I think that really could change what they want to do as well. Um, but when you look at this wide receiver core versus these corners with all the youth at corner, especially if Ward doesn't play, I think, you know, if you can slow down their receiving core, uh, outside the tight ends, I think you're going to be in a much better shape for this game. Well, and it comes down again to like we talked about earlier. It's about Allen. And I think to coincide with yours, they have to have a plan to help their corners, whether it's Ward or not. Because if it's not Ward, then they're going to shove Allen back into the slot and attack Rashad Fenton all day long. They might throw him outside on Snead a little bit. But if if, if Ward's gone, Fenton's got to be one of the outside guys alone on an island They'll probably motion or stack away from him so he's even more isolated, which means you have to have safety help over the top. So I, I'm thinking if Ward's not in the game, then Juan's got to kind of shadow wherever Allen's at and shade over from his deeper position. I, I'm sure they'll show a lot of cover two, and they may end up in some cover two coverages, but I think they have to make a concerted effort to help whoever is lined up against Keenan Allen. Can't disagree with you there. You know, my next goal to go, though, I want to flip over to the offensive side of the ball. And you start looking at what this game is going to mean for Kansas City. And I, we've said this multiple times, and I'll say it again. I really do think Andy Reid went run heavy because he wanted to get Clyde Edwards-Alaire going, and I think he wanted to, to get a running game plan going. But I think this week they're going to come out and they're going to pass. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see Mahomes throw 30, 35 passes, uh, unless the game gets out of hand early. If it gets out of hand early, then maybe Mahomes only throws 20, 25. But to me, I would expect 35 to 40 uh, and really get the passing game going and try to get Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, open in open space and get him a couple of passes as well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, and I'll even take it a step further because we know Andy said that he specifically wanted to establish the run last week. I think they have to continue to establish Clyde but I do agree. It has to be in the passing game. Not only did he not catch one and everybody's kind of up in arms and worried about that, but here's the thing. Kenneth Murray is a, is a rookie that I really liked coming out in this draft. He just played one game for the Chargers, and he's one of those linebackers that's going to be on the field, and they're going to try to cover Clyde with. And I think the advantage there is Clyde. And I think you want to pepper him in the pass game over and over and over and use him as the spark plug to pull the defense in and allow yourself to get over the top later in the game. I can agree with that completely. What's your last goal to go? My last goal is really to get to the point where you're not taking it easy. I know you don't want to you don't want to show too much and you don't want to get too creative, but again, I want to see Andy keep the pedal to the metal, especially against a division foe. I I want three score leads. I want him to keep pushing. We don't know if that's going to happen, but depending on like you said, all these variables, particularly their quarterback if they do get in a hole, I think that is a possibility. We might be able to finally see them really put it out there and get out to a, a monstrous lead. I get why you want that, and I can't say I disagree with it too much, although I wonder if they will potentially not do that on purpose. 
because you have the Ravens up the next week. And if you start trying to get out to a monster lead, how much are you going to put more on film? Um, now, maybe you can stick with your basic stuff and not have to put much more on film, but I really think that they're going to be looking ahead uh, and not necessarily looking ahead and, and overlooking this this Chargers team, but looking ahead to, to know, hey, we have this huge game coming up because it really could be the difference of who's the number one, number two seed in the playoffs uh, in the week three game. So uh, that to me is going to be a big key. And, and you know, I can see them trying to put up a lot of points. Well, let's go ahead and get down to predictions. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go first. Uh, I did say this uh, when it came to the crossover episode yesterday, and I'm still going to say it now. I think Kansas City wins, and I do think they went big. Um, I do think that it's, they're just that much better of a team. Uh, and when you start looking at the injuries that the Chargers have got, I just don't see how they overcome the injuries and keep the score close. Uh, if Mahomes is having a good day, I think that this could easily be a three-score game. I'm still going 35-17. to 17. Okay. That's really similar to where I see it too. And and I know just exactly how pissed off and frustrated Tyron Matthew was at the end of that last game. And the Texans are a better team. Really quick. I do want to say I was really impressed with that statement. Thank you for bringing that up because I meant to mention that earlier. I was really impressed with that statement by him and with Spags. Both of them realized that they gave up points that they shouldn't have given up. And I really appreciated that. And that's huge. You hear your leaders talking about that. That is a very big and very great sign for them because those points didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, and that's just pride in what they do. Exactly. And and they're going to continue to push that unit. And I frankly feel that I, I don't feel either the Texans or the Chargers are as good as they were last season. I do feel that the Texans are the better team of the two. So the fact that they got to that point and those garbage time points didn't affect the outcome, but they were still pushing. I expect them to do that again this week. I have it a little bit higher scoring, but I'm going to say 38-20 Chiefs, and they get a little extra field goal or something like that. There you go. I mean, all you're doing is three points up on each side for me. So, yeah, I can get behind that score as well. Uh, You know, I think you look at this game, and uh, this game shouldn't be close. These two teams, in my opinion, aren't close. Um, And mainly that's probably coming down to the QB for me. But uh, I, I don't think Tyra Taylor is even on probably the third tier of QBs in this league. I think he probably is a, a tier under that. So, yeah. and that's fair. I like the guy, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a ceiling there that is that is evident and is real. So, yeah. And I've got people pointing out to me that the Chargers have held Patrick Mahomes to his lowest passing yardage uh, the past four games. Um, yeah, good luck in keeping that stat going. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Well, hey, you never know. That's why you play the games, folks. Let us know sure. what you think. What's your prediction? Hit us at uh, the Locked On Chiefs account on Twitter. Throw it in the uh, iTunes reviews. If you missed it, we are now up on Amazon Podcasts. So if you're somebody that listens on a website or you listen through some other device, uh, feel free. You can get it streaming over there. It's another new service that just expands the the ease it is to get this show wherever you happen to get shows. So thank you all for your time. We look forward to your predictions online. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you post-game. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.